Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Take Action with Keon. Now this may be your first one. What is this? This is our midweek Bible study. We are just in a small forum, me and you. I'm in your living room. I'm in your kitchen. I'm on your kitchen table, your counter, wherever you're watching me. This is our way of bringing the word in a palatable way that you can have us on the go as you go about your day. And I hope that this is helping you because we really, really want to help you to really live a joyful life. And in order to live that life of joy and happiness, you're going to have to take action. You know, I was just saying this the other day, that happiness is the new rich, that that being happy is something that all of us can be. And that is really, really the American dream. Now, today we're going to talk about something that goes in, um, I guess you would say, in conjunction with the past three lessons. So if you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, they're getting ready to put up a graphic right now. You need to subscribe and you need to make sure that you get everybody you know because these lessons go together. These are not one-offs. This is a journey. We're going to take this journey together. This is the third step in that journey. I should say the fourth because the first two steps uh, we did in a two-part series called The Power of Now. And then we did another one called Don't Overthink. Today we're going to talk about decluttering the mind. You know, there is a show that I watch uh, called Hoarders. Have you ever seen that show? Have you ever seen that show? I, first of all, I didn't know when I first started watching it that it was a disease. So I was judging people, right? I would look at it and be judgeful and say, a judgmental and say, why, why, why are they so messy? And why do they have things all over the place? I didn't know. And when, when you know better, you do better. I didn't know that that could actually be a mental condition. So now I have a different sets of sympathies for people who go through that. But here is one thing I want you to know. That people who don't live in the clutter are always emotional when they come in. And number two, whenever they move things that haven't been moved, have you ever seen it when mice and cats come running out of places? Because when you are cluttered, there are things that hide in your cracks. There are pains and situations that hide within those situations. So today we're going to talk about decluttering the mind, cleaning up all of that space that you have so that you can live free, listen, and use all of the power of your mind. Are you ready? Now, I've got plenty of notes. I'm going to throw a lot of scriptures at you because in my heart, this is a real one. So, so hear me, you're going to have to take rapid notes and you're going to have to watch this one again. It is estimated that you have 10,000 thoughts a day. 10,000, that's a lot. And the truth is that a person can be talking to you and not know what you're thinking. Have you ever <laughs> had somebody talking to you, and but you were not really telling them what you were thinking? They were talking about something else, and you were thinking like, I don't want to hear nothing you got to say, but out of courtesy, I'm going to listen, or whatever that is. That may be true when it comes to people, but how many of you know there is no way you can think anything without God knowing? To God, listen, your mind is like a bay window to a house with no curtains. You can't hide 
nothing from God. Let me say it better. You can't hide anything from the Lord. Let me say how you, you can't hide nothing from it. You can't hide anything from God. God is not just interested in your actions. I wanted to let you know that God is also concerned with your thoughts. Romans 8 and 7. Because the carnal mind is at enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither can it be. Colossians 1 and 21. And you, that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, have not yet reconciled. Hebrews 12 and 3. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your mind. All I'm saying is, is the mind is a very, very complex creation. It's a very, very complex creation. So I wanted to talk to you about today. What, what makes our thoughts so difficult, to, so difficult to control. Let me say that again. What makes our thoughts so difficult to control? It is because of the secrecy, listen, and the absence of mental restraint. See, when you are a child, a parent can control the child's actions, but they can never control the child's thoughts. So God, like a parent, is very interested in our thoughts because he understands that they produce action. So God destroyed the world by flood because men had unrestrained thoughts. And so sometimes when the water level is rising in your life, it's not just because of what you're doing. Sometimes it's because of what you're thinking. My God. Write this down. I told you it's going to be a lot of notes. This one is your cheat sheet to success. Thoughts produce actions. Actions Produce habits. Habits produce lifestyles. Thoughts produce actions. Actions produce habits. Habits produce lifestyles. Nothing against the man who's panhandling on the corner of a street right now. But he cannot tell me that his goal is to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 corporation standing on the corner asking for change. Those actions and habits, to my knowledge, have never led to the end goal. The thing that I do habitually is what contributes to the lifestyle that I live. And the same is true for you. All right? Now, the first step 
And this is a big, big, big key. The first step to mental health. How many of y'all will admit? And it's not, let's not label this, that in some seasons you struggle with your mental health. Doesn't mean that you are loony or crazy. That's, those are labels, and people always label what they don't understand. Some of us have mental health issues, and I'm getting ready to tell you what I believe is a surefire way to help improve the quality of life and to declutter your mind. Number one, the first step to mental health is identifying, first of all, the negative thought that you have and then discovering the root cause of that thought. So I just recently found out that everything that I think about parenting is connected to the parenting that I didn't receive. See? And it was an aha moment for me because I couldn't figure out why I was doing what I was doing. But somebody outside of me had to say, the reason you're doing this is because that was done to you. And for the first time in my life at 40, so don't feel bad if it takes you time to get it. I realized the root cause of my root decisions. You can never cure a thing from the branches. It has to be cured from the root. The second step to mental health is to recognize the frequency of unhealthy thoughts. You have to actually be able to identify when the thoughts you are having are not suitable for mental stability. Now, here is something you need to know. Are you ready for this? How many of you all have animals? Anybody have an animal? In fact, just put the emoji in the comment section of the animal you have right now. Just If you got a dog, put a dog in there. If you got a bunny rabbit, a gerbil, uh, a lizard, whatever you got. I just want you to put the emoji in there right now. Let's have a little fun. Because let me tell you something. If you have a dog, in order for your life not to be turned upside down, that dog is going to need to be trained. If that dog doesn't train, if that dog isn't trained, if that dog isn't trained, it's going to use the restroom wherever it decides to. If that dog isn't trained, it's going to leap on all of the countertops and furniture in your house. If that dog isn't trained, if you open the front door, it's going to bolt right out, go down the street, and God forbid, there is a car that is not watching. So we train our dogs and we tame our dogs for what? Their safety. Why would you? Have a trained animal and not train your brain. Let me tell you something. Because if you don't train that brain, it's going to run wild on you. If you don't train that brain, it's going to hurt itself by jumping to conclusions. If you don't train that brain, it's going to run into traffic and get hit by both sides. If you don't train that brain, it's going to take in information and assume the position of the speaker 
and not the position of the receiver. If you don't train that brain, every experience and every opinion that someone has of you will become your reality until you train your brain to be decluttered by that which rejected you, by that which didn't love you, by that that overlooked you, and train your brain to say the same thing that Isaiah said about Jesus, that eventually the rejected stone became the chief cornerstone. The mind needs to be trained. And I will stay here all day if it takes me to get this word into your belly, into your spirit. The mind has to be trained. I tell our family all the time, if you're not reading books, then the only thing you're doing is regurgitating the thoughts that you have. And you cannot move forward until you learn something new. The current knowledge that you have, praise be to God, the current knowledge you have is the reason why you made $300,000 last year. But it is the same mindset that got you 300000 that kept it from being $3 million. The same mindset that got you to get the raise on the job and now you're at $65,000 a year, thank God for that increase. But it is the same mindset that kept it from being $1.65 million. Why? Because the thinking that got you here will not get you there. Can I get an amen, somebody? The thinking that got you to this place is not the thinking that will be acceptable at the next place. And you got to stop believing that you're safe because your thinking got you here. Because if you keep thinking the way you're thinking, the only place you will ever be is here. The thinking that got you here is not the thinking that will take you there. If I just said something that changed your life, you got to give me an amen. And I'm looking for him. I'm looking for him. I'm watching you live right now. I'm not going further until I get 100 amens. Yep, I said it. I'm pouting. I need 100. Okay, there's 30. Okay. All right. I think I just counted 50. Oh, yeah, that's what I need. They're coming in now. I need 50, I need 151 amens because I'm about to tell you what Psalms 51 and 5 says. Let me find it in my Bible. Let me find it in my Bible. Let's go. I, I, I didn't prepare this scripture, so I'm going to have to, if you just give me a moment to find it, we're going to Psalms. We're going to go to Psalms 51. This scripture right here has been instrumental in my life. Psalms 51. And five. Let me tell you why this is going to be the, this is going to be the, the job of a lifetime. It's not going to be easy. Here's what the psalmist says. Look, 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 look. I was born into sin. Shaping in iniquity. The New English translation, he says it. He says, look, I was guilty when I was born. And I was a sinner the moment my mama conceived me. See, you were born into this. This is why I'm telling you you're going to have to train your way out of it. You were born into this. Our thought processes, yes, they have been contributed to by our circumstances. But let me tell you, you came into the world selfish. Have you ever seen a baby? Try to take a baby's toy 
and see the reaction of a child who cannot talk. We were born selfish. We were born wanting everything to ourselves. We were born not wanting to share. We were born to scream when we wanted our way. We were born to cry when we were uncomfortable. You were born this way. And now you have to train yourself to act in your most holy faith. You have to train yourself to think on a higher level. You have to train yourself not to be easily offended. You have to train yourself not to hold a grudge for five years. You have to train yourself not to have an attitude for no reason. You have to train yourself about jumping to conclusions because thoughts produce actions, actions produce habits, and habits produce what? Lifestyles. I have a computer here, and whatever I put in it is what's going to come out. So if I don't put New York Times bestseller information in the computer, when I press print, a New York Times bestseller is not going to come out of the copier. Same thing is true of you. If you put in 48 hours of television into your head in a week, you will act like what you watched. I don't care what you say. They're te- Listen, they're saying now that these kids and young people are in the streets shooting because they think life is a video game. See, because you can duck a bullet on Call of Duty. And you can get shot five or six times and still have energy. But in real life, baby, it don't take but one. This is not a game. Put in 30 hours of listening to crazy music with crazy lyrics, and you'll start talking to people like that. My question is, how are you programming yourself? Are you listening to 30 hours of people like me and others? Or are you listening to 30 hours of people who have no vision for anyone other than themselves? What are you watching? What podcast are you connected to? Because whoever feeds you leads you. What What are the top six radio stations programmed in your car? What are the top ten Instagram accounts you go to repetitively? Because if it ain't right, you're not going to have the right output, but it ain't over. Because Romans 12 and 1 is your salvation. I beseech you. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. Be ye what? Transformed. I'm glad you, I'm glad you saw that. Because the word transform means an inward change that produces outward change. It's an 
inward change that produces an outward change. A biologist cannot change a caterpillar into a butterfly no matter how hard he tries. It has to come from the inside. So it is in the Christian life. Worry and depression, they won't be solved because you went to a psychiatrist. But by thinking about what God wants us to do, as the Bible says, about thinking on these things, the only thing you can do to the psychiatrist and the psychologist is tell them what you experience and they can tell you what to do, but it won't take, here's that word again, root in your life until you apply it. Having a talk doesn't change it. Applying the talk is what changes it. Here's what Isaiah 26 and 3 says. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Here it is. You're talking about peace. If you don't read this Bible and get excited, I'm rocking because I feel like I'm in the sanctuary. I'm rocking because I can feel you at the altar of your home. I'm rocking because I believe something is about to happen. Decluttering your mind. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Here it is. Those whom keep their minds stayed on him. Mm. Philippians 4 and 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are honest, whosoever things are just, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, here it is, think on these things. He's saying that no matter what's going on, think on these things. No matter what you've experienced, think on these things. No matter what's being done, you can stay sane if you make the decision to think on these things. Sad to say that the average mind is like a toilet. To keep it clean, it needs constant flushing with godly thoughts, much prayer, much scripture, and much grace. I'm going to give you the three minds, and I'm going to let you go. There is the carnal mind, the spiritual mind, the carnal mind, the spiritual mind, and the personal mind. So you got the carnal mind, the natural mind, and when you transform your thoughts, you transform your life. I'm going to leave you with this statement, and I want you to write it down, and I believe that this is going to help you. I want you to move from thinking to meditation. That's a simple fix. They are not the same. We don't have time to deal with it today. We're going to come back and deal with it at another time. But if you read Psalms 1 and 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and he doth, here it is, meditate on it day and night. I want you to move from thinking only to meditating on it. I want you to look up the word meditation. We're going to deal with it next time. God, in the name of Jesus.
We're on this joy for our journey. We're four weeks in, but we're almost out. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough before we're done. Somebody's going to get a breakthrough before we're finished. And we're going to finish this and we're going to come out of this fire as pure gold. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Listen, I want to give you an opportunity to give. Listen, the Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Here's the part I like. Shall men give unto your bosom? I'm believing that you are going to come in contact with somebody who doesn't owe you anything, who doesn't know you, who are going to put resources in your hand. How many of y'all believe that? How many of you believe that it doesn't take God 40 years to make you rich, that he can make you rich in an instant? He can give you wealth in a moment, and you can do that as a result of a seed. I want you to get ready to give right now. They're going to put instructions up on the screen. You can give through text to give. You can give online. You can give through our app. But I'm praying that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out on you and your family a blessing you don't have room enough to receive. You got your gift ready? God, right now, in the name of Jesus, take the gift that somebody has in their possession right now and multiply it 100 times on their return. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Get ready for a harvest. God bless you. I'll see you next time.